Okay, last story is with me, Neil Kagram. Today we're joined by Mason Crane. Mason, thank you for your time. How is this period of self-isolation treating you? How are you passing the days? Um, well, the days are all becoming quite similar. You know, um, I've got a bit of a gym program to be getting on with. Uh, that takes up a bit. And uh, apart from that, a lot of jobs, a lot of sitting around, uh, PlayStation, stuff like that, you know, anything to waste time. So you're doing kind of a lot of running in your one day of exercise or is it just a lot of home indoor workouts? What kind of stuff are you doing? Uh, yeah, a mixture of both really. I'm going for a few runs when I can, not every day, but um, you know, definitely most days in the week. And then, uh, yeah, home workouts and stuff. But um, yeah, there's only so much of that you can do, I guess. Yeah, you can't uh, really prepare yourself for cricket without playing. Let's take it all the way back. You're born in Shoreham by C Sussex. Uh, when did the cricketing bug first get you? Um, that wouldn't have been till I was about eight, eight, eight. Yeah, about eight, maybe nine. And I was, um, it was 2005 Ashes that really got me into it. Um, watching all of that, sort of, I was one of those guys who didn't really have much to do with cricket before then. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden I was. Um, well, that, it, it became my life pretty quickly. And then, um, obviously, you mentioned 2005, Shane Warne. Um, were you always kind of um, taken by leg spin or or was it just generally the game as a whole? Um, I think it was both. I think I was obviously excited by the, the, whole, the whole game. And now that box set I could have watched, I've watched probably a million times. Um, obviously, watching Warne in that series was... Um, a massive inspiration for me, someone just starting to play cricket at that age as well. You know, um, the role models you see, they're so important to you. Um, and then, yeah, when I started playing cricket, I just, I just bowled leg spin. I, I always have done. And then what was your first club side called? Uh, Worthing. Yeah, so that's the uh, same club side that if I played a club game, I'd still turn out for them now. Yeah. And then um, you got... I believe you were in the Sussex youth set up to start with, am I correct in saying, um, up until the age of 14? Um, mm. But then you were released at that age. How did, um, how did that make you feel at that time? So you're a young man, coming, trying to, got aspirations. How do you feel? It was tough, you know, obviously, because you're, um, I've played for Sussex since I was about you know, nine or 10, and then uh, it's all I ever knew. And then all of a sudden, to be sort of taken away and, uh, yeah, your dream is sort of over at that stage. You know, it's it's, it's tough to take. But uh, luckily, I was at um, London College with Raj Maru, who um, had come fresh from the Hampshire setup. So he uh, sort of introduced me over there, and um, haven't really looked back since then. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned Raj Maru. Um, how much of a, a blessing was he in your kind of career as such? Was he saw something in you? Um, which he believed in you. And so how much of an influence has he been on your short career so far? Well, Raj was a huge influence, yeah, especially his early days at school. I remember, obviously, when I was um, not involved at Sussex anymore, um, I had a year of basically where we decided to start again, really, and um, tore down my whole action, um, tried to get rid of the, the bad bits and, and replace it with some good bits and good habits and, um, you know, I realised I was always quite small for my age, so um, that's where I started running in because I needed the extra momentum. And you know, we were talking about things like, you know, if I'm going to uh, be really good, I don't need to be good at my own age. I need to be 
taking the wickets of guys who are older than me. And so I need to be bowling at the pace of 16, 17 year olds, you know, and stuff like that. So he was a massive influence. Um, you know, he, um, he taught me so much, you know, it's basic. So I'm, I'm still trying to apply to my game now. And then you got international recognition pretty quickly, England under 17 and England under 19. Um, did you feel ready? Um, because obviously you've, you've obviously said you've remodded your action um, and then international recognition came. Um, were you just taking everything in your stride? I was, yeah, because I think very quickly by the time I'd started playing for Hampshire, so that was 15, um, within a couple of months I found myself at the Bunbury Festival um, which I didn't even uh, I hadn't even heard of at that stage you know and all of a sudden I was involved and so that was my first taste and then yeah for the next couple of years I guess um, I was I was always trying to hunt down um, a call up to some form of England development um, team you know under 17s in the, the program uh, that was my that was my aim from that point was to get on it so um, yeah a couple of years later when I did get involved I, I did feel ready. And then 2015, your debut um, for for Hampshire in the first team, T20 game. Um, remember your first wicket, Kumar Sangakara? I do, yeah, I, I do. It was a it was a rank full toss. It was probably the worst ball I bowled all day, but um, he hit it to uh, he hit it down long on throat, and uh, yeah, never looked back from there. Yeah, then a few weeks later, um, your championship game against Warwickshire, um, your first five for. Um, again, um, you must have been, what, 17 years old at that age? 17, 18? Um, mm. Again, how did you feel? Everything in your stride? Yeah, well, again, you know, like it had all been sort of thrust upon me, you know, that, like I said, go back to that T20 game. I was never down to play in that game. I turned up on the day and the coach, Dale Bekenstein, just said, you know, I was just meant to carry drinks, you know, one of the academy guys carrying drinks. And he said, oh, by the way, you know, you might play tonight. And um, luckily, I still had my, my kit in the car from a game, a second eleven game earlier in the week. And um, from that moment, really, it just sort of blew up. And the week after that, I had a, a list A debut. The week after that was a first class debut. And then the week after that game, you're talking about there. Um, and it was all, it was all so fast paced. I didn't really get time to stop and think about it and think about what was going on. Uh, you know, I was 18 and playing in the in the first team. You know, pretty much every game. So. Um, it was an amazing time and um, it was all happening so fast um, and, and you know, I was bowling well and taking wickets it was it was a really great point in my career as well and then um, you went to the um, the under 19 World Cup um, but then I want to just move on to 2016 in the winter and your link up uh, with Stuart McGill um, in Australia mm. how did that come about you spent time with Gordon CC, um, but just yeah, talk us through how that link up came and and everything around that time. Yeah, so um, so the winter before I had the World Cup, so that was my focus for that. And uh, next winter came round, and um, you know, uh, speaking to obviously um, the, the Hampshire, the club, um, England, what they wanted me to do in the winter, and it decided that a winter of grade cricket would be really good for me. Um, so I started looking around for for grade teams. Um, Peter Such was in charge of uh, all the spinners at the ECB at the time. He said, "We'd like to send you to Sydney because you know we can uh, hook you up with Stuart McGill. That'd be great." And um, luckily, Will Smith uh, was playing for Hampshire. Um, he'd just been playing at 
at Gordon and he said they need a spinner. They don't have one. You'll bowl loads. Really great bunch of guys and you'll have a great time. So I thought, well, that I'll go play for them and, and work with Stu. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was probably the, one of the greatest wins I think you could ever wish for. Yeah, so you had success as well, I think, back-to-back seventhers, I believe. Um, mm. How much uh, of an influence was Stuart McGill? Obviously, he's recognised as one of one of the great uh, leg spinners, you know, slightly overshadowed due to Shane Warne's exploits, but still a great man in his own right. Um, how much of an influence was he on you? He was a huge influence, you know, um, we were working together twice a week and um, it was great because we'd, we'd bowl together, um, myself, him and Matt Critchley as well from Derbyshire, we were a bit of a three, we had a great time. Uh, we'd bowl together and try and improve and he's so passionate about bowling, it was brilliant. Um, and then, yeah, on a Saturday, I would get to put it into practice, you know, playing in a, in a grade game and um, I got to bowl really long spells, which was great for me. Um, and yeah, it, it was uh, the perfect storm, really. You know, I, I got to work so much with Stu and I got to bowl really long spells at the weekend. It all uh, added up and sort of, yeah, really fast-tracked my development. And then um, you got the opportunity then to play for New South Wales, um, the Sheffield Shield game at the SCG. Um, how did that opportunity come? Was it just like a call-up? Did they just, uh, yeah, did a selectors then just see you in in the great team how, how did that how did that all come about yeah so i've been um all, all well there's summer really or summer i've been i've been net bowling um i've been bowling at the new south wales before shield games been bowling at uh, the sixes before t20s and um i've just been going along and having a really good time and then as, a, as the season went on I, I started taking more and more wickets for gordon and um like i said i took i took three sevenths in a row um you know, and I was I was getting good players out, state players out. Um, it was coming out well in the nets. I was bowling really well to them. And um, uh, Australia were playing against India at the time away, so um, and so that means Lyon and O'Keefe were both there. Um, and at the SCG, the ball the ball can, it can spin later on in their season, so they were looking to play a second spinner. Um, and I think initially we kind of just toyed with the idea, and I played a second eleven game just to see how I would go. And I bowled quite well in that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, so before I knew it, I was being asked to stay out there a couple of extra weeks and, um, and prepare for a Shield game, which was awesome. Yeah, so I said, you've got the Fifer at the SCG. You come back and then you play in the North v South game again in the UAE was. Mm. I think you performed well as well. Got a bag full of wickets mm. um, against, um, you know, the top players, um, in the country in England again, do they give you a lot of confidence? Yeah, see that that was huge for me because um, you know, it was one thing doing it uh, in Australia and, and being quite to sure that was great, but to be able to build on it um, and that North East South that was such a strong um, group there. The two teams were proper teams, and everyone had been uh, in the lines or overseas tournaments, and um, you know to be able to perform well in that as well it gave me such confidence. Um, and to be honest, that period there, I mean, um, yeah, and leading through probably to, to the end of that, that, that season, I think is, is you know, as well as, I, as I've ever bowled. Yeah, so then that 2017 season, um, I think it's been put on record, James Whisker, who was the lead selector, that he was really kind of pushing your 
your case. Um, there's slight frustrations that you weren't getting um, the consistent games in the championship for Hampshire. I think he played that season half mm. the year. Um, having had such a successful winter and a North v South um, that period, frustration for you? Uh, yes and no. I see it's frustrating to not play because you always want to play. But at the same time, you know, there are games there that, um, you know, you can't just, you can't play someone for the sake of it. You know, like Hampshire, we have Liam Dawson as well and he bats in the top six. So um, if the ball's going to, if we're playing on a pitch, it's going to seam around a lot, then, you know, there's no point. You, know, you might as well play an extra batter, an extra seam, you know, and I completely understand that. Um, it's tough to take, obviously, but, you know, I'm, I'm used to that now. I'm, I'm realistic. Um, you know, obviously, in an ideal world, I would play every game, and I'm I'm working obviously hard towards that end where I want to be playing every game regardless of conditions. But um, you know, I think it's something, especially as a young spinner, you're going to have to just you know accept for a little while and and try and work your way into the side. But then, anyway, in that summer, that 2017 summer, you were involved in the England Test squads. Um, again, mm. just being around that environment, did that give you a lot of confidence? Just something that you can just kind of get used to, um, you know, just being around the, the four test grounds, big crowd, etc. Again, a good experience? Yes, that was awesome. And um, uh, just before that, I'd, I'd made my T20 debut in the series against Africa as well. Um, and so I, I'd had that taste of it. And then I was, like I said, involved in the, in the test squads. And um, it was a, that was a great few weeks because we were you know, travelling around and um, I got to be with, some of the best, well, the best players in the country day in, day out, which um, you can't learn any more than being there. And, uh, you know, the standards I had to get to, I understood and, um, you know, where I wanted to get my game to. Um, so that was a, a great uh, taster for me, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention your T20 international debut um, came at your home ground. First wicket, A.B. de Villiers. Um, you've got a knuckle game. The great players are as your first wicket. Again, a proud moment. Yeah, that was huge for me because, um, you know, we all know how good he is and, and what he can do. And uh, um, he he played really well in that series, actually. And, um, yeah, so to get him out um, was a, a huge moment for me, first wicket for England. Um, yeah, so that's something, you, you know, you can't take away um, no matter what happens. And then that winter, you were picked in the Ashes touring squad um, down under. The series didn't go England's way, obviously losing 4-0. You get your opportunity um, in the last Test match. Um, how did that conversation come about? Was it, again, just the case, you know, obviously you said before, Sydney tends to spin. Um, you know, again, you got the call-up, proud moment. And what, what was the kind of conversations with the captain, selectors, etc.? Yeah, so uh, I think when you tour Australia, I think Sydney as a spinner is the one you keep an eye on because... Um, you know, if the if it's hot weather and the wicket is dry, it will spin there. And obviously, being in Australia, it'll bounce as well, which is what most spinners look for. So, um, yeah, every game I was kind of on on high alert because uh, Moen had a couple of um, injury issues throughout the series. There were a couple of games we weren't sure he was going to be fit for. Um, but yeah, so every game I was, I was ready to play. And then by the time Sydney came around, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to to get the nod, and it was a hugely proud moment. And um, you know, when um, when the captain comes up to you and says, you know, you, you, you're in tomorrow, you know, uh, good luck sort of thing. It's, you can't quite believe what he's just said. But, um, yeah, no, again, that's another moment that um, I'll cherish forever and, def- you know, can't take away. 
And who presented your cup? I think, was it Graham Swan? Am I correct in saying? It was Graham Swan, yeah. yeah. Any words you can share that he said during that moment? <laughs> well, things are coming from another a spinner that it was that good for England. You know, it's always going to be tough to, to follow them. But, you know, he just said, just enjoy it. And, um, you know, everyone obviously be right behind you. And, um, and when you become a, a test player, you join such a, a special club and you, you understand how, um, how special it is that, you know, you've got a cap and um, it, all it does is makes you thirsty to play more and do well and win games. You know, that's, that's all that becomes important. And, um, you know, that, that vision hasn't changed now. Obviously, I haven't, I haven't played since then. Um, but that is still my goal is to play for England as much as I can and, and contribute and hopefully win, you know, win tournaments, win Ashes series, win, win all sorts. You know, that's, that's the aim. You got that one wicket, Usman Khawaja, um, but a tough baptism of fire that test match for you. Yeah, no, it was tough. Um, it was stinking hot. It was. Um, they were obviously on a high. They're one of the great teams in the world at that stage. Um, it was. It was. It was tough. You know, I can't lie. It's, it's the hardest cricket I've played in. But that's Test cricket. That's what it's all about. Um, it didn't stop me enjoying it. No, I had a great time out there, even if the, the numbers don't look great. You know, I, I don't care about that because I know that um, I bowled right, I bowled better, I bowled a lot worse. Um, you know, and it's given me a hunger because I know I can, um, I know I can perform at that level when I get to it. And then you went on the A tour or the Lions tour, I believe, in um, West Indies. Um, how did that kind of go for you? Just was it a case? Do you think you were playing too much cricket at that stage, or was it just a case of just building that momentum and get as much exposure around the world in different conditions? Um, yeah, for me, I, th- I thought I thought that was one step too far. Um, it's difficult because people look at the amount of games you play, and they say, oh, one, "One game, you know, you can go and play some more cricket." Well, actually, that's not the case because I'm there every day. Um, I'm bowling so much in the nets I'm, I'm training every single day I've been away for three and a half months or whatever it was you know um, I was I was probably quite burnt out by the stage that um, it got to that A tour and I think Ben Folks was probably similar you know we were in, we were in the same boat um, so that was a really tough time for me um, yeah I wasn't I, I was by nowhere near my best I was I was like I said burnt out and um, yeah I just probably needed a rest at that stage uh, before we went to New Zealand after that and in that summer, 2018, um, obviously domestically with Hampshire, you win the, the one-day cup, but then you also get injured, um, stress fracture, I believe. Um, tough period in your career? Yeah, so I, um, it, was, it was obviously really tough because I had a, so I got a stress fracture um, the, when in the March of that year, the February, March of that year, um, and recovered for it from it just in time for the one day competition. So I played, um, well, all the one day games and then, uh, yeah, it came back and I got another one. Um, and I knew that obviously going into the final, but, um, played through it, you know, for that one game so that we could hopefully contribute to a win and, um, you know, a win at Lords and a final at Lords, it doesn't get much better than that. So, you know, again, another, another great moment in my career, but, um, yeah, sadly that did end my season. Yeah. Do you think the injury was a cause of, um, too much cricket being played. I know you touched it there. You needed a rest. Do you think that was uh, one of the causes? A bit of burnout. Yeah, I think it's maybe a, a factor. I think 
I think when you start to get tired and, and burnt out, I think um, you start um, moving your body slightly differently. You start putting stress on your body, on different areas of your body that previously wouldn't have taken it. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a factor. Um, I think when you look at um, most stress fractures which occur, they're workload related, a lot of them. Uh, some would be action as well, but um, yeah, workload was a big factor. Um, it's one of those things, you know, I think, it, if it didn't happen then it may have happened now but um yeah no thankfully I'm, I'm through all that now and touch wood I don't get another one yeah so you're back for the 2019 season played again a lot of the one day games is it just a case of just getting your body used to playing the the four day format in the championship um how do you, how would you judge how last season went for you yeah so last year was tough for me because although I wasn't injured I was still in a lot of pain from uh, my injuries before and you know when you have basically a year off um, to ask your body to just start up again um, and, and get back straight back to where it was before uh, that doesn't really happen you know and um, I was uh, you know playing a lot of games through pain things I'm still obviously bowling okay but not as well as I wanted to if I'm being honest um, and it, it, it impacted my performance but um, yeah it's it's one of those I, I as the season went on, I got, it got better and better and my body got better. Um, and then I felt like I was really um, starting to hit my straps in the T20 season. Um, and sadly, I tore my side through that as well. So missed, uh, I think, four or five games. And then um, during the winter, um, you played in the, the T10 um, and also for the England Lions ODI series uh, in Australia. Um, must have given you confidence that the that the national team are still looking at you? Yeah, yeah. No, was, that was really big for me because um, I battled through the summer and um, hadn't bowled as well as I know I can. So to be involved in the winter, um, you know, I saw it was a really good chance and um, a really good chance for me to, to do well. But mainly it was to play cricket uh, with a smile on my face and, and with no pain. And that's, and that's what happened. You know, the whole winter I was feeling really good. Um, yeah, by the time we got to Australia, I was um, I was feeling awesome. I was in India before that as well with the Lions, um, and I was just building up and 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 getting better and better. And um, you know, when we were in Australia, I was I was feeling great and um, I bowled I bowled well, and I'm really happy how that all went. And then it must have been doubly frustration now with this period uh, coming up. You've obviously got picked for the for the London Spirits in the hundred, um, which is headed up by Shane Warne. Um, Mm. Would, I, is it, would it be safe to say Shane Warne probably your sporting hero and um, have you actually worked with him in any capacity so um, must be doubly frustration because we don't know if what's actually going to happen this summer yeah well, like I said no, it's frustrating because we, we just don't know at this stage you know um, uh, no, no, obviously no one's got any clue what's going to happen but um, no, it's great to be picked in that and obviously like you said Warne as the head coach as well that's going to be awesome and uh, getting to work with him every day throughout that tournament would be great um, I haven't worked with him as such, but I have obviously had some conversations with him and um, spoken to him a lot. So, um, you know, hopefully I can I can further that uh, relationship and, um, yeah, really uh, go in with open ears and, and listen to everything he has to say. And then you're a young man. I believe you're only about 23 years old now. Um, as a leg spinner, just would it, do you think you come into your own um, in your late 20s or is it just... How how are you how are you viewing your things? Do you think you know your action 
as well as you can now, or is it just through experience that's going to develop? Well, I think it's I think it's experience. I think you, you know, hopefully as a spinner, there's no um, there's no age that you can stop improving. I think you, when you look at the great spinners that there have been, they've they've kept being great right until the very end. So um, I think I'm always trying to learn and improve and and find different ways that I can um, improve my action, improve my mindset. Um, improve my uh, sort of my tactical knowledge and things like that um, I think if you look at someone like Adil Rashid he uh, he probably got to England side quite early on and then uh, he got back in didn't he when he was a bit um, a bit older and you look at how he's improved so much even from then you know four or five years ago he's and now he's probably one of, he's one of the leading experts in the world so um, I look at someone's career like that and I think you know that hopefully I can do something similar and um, yeah, you know, play as much as I can and, and just keep trying to improve. Who's the hardest batsman you've uh, come up against in your career so far? Oh, there have been some tough ones, obviously, having played against um, people like Steve Smith, was obviously the form he was in at time as well. And, and like you said, A.B. De Villiers, people like that. But um, Sangakara for me, I think he. Uh, He's exceptional. He was absolutely exceptional. We, uh, he scored a hundred in a one-day game against us um, at the Oval, and I've just I've never seen batting like it. You know, he, he basically nominated before the ball was bowled where he was going to hit it, and, uh, and the ball never missed the middle of the bat. So um, I'd, for hit for me, I think he'd be right up there. And then, um, as a modern-day player, what do you think is actually the greatest challenge and difficulties um, you guys face? What would you say personally? It's a great challenge. Uh, the greatest challenge, I think now, I think is the external pressures that are put on people, whether that's um, social media or um, media and things like that. I think um, I think cricket's a hard enough game uh, when you try and play it without anything extra, um, you know, and when there's all this added stuff in and um, pressure from outside uh, the change room and outside um, influences. Um, I think that's when you can see guys get really muddled, and that's um, that's a county level as well as a as an international level. So I think that's something that we all have to get used to, and we all have to um, we all have to roll with. And then for you personally, moving forward, I know you mentioned before the aim, the long term aim is to obviously get back into the England setup. Um, test and what and one day are they both the aim, the five, the longer format as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I want to play every every game I can, and no matter whether that's in whites or in colours, I I want to play um, every game I possibly can. And obviously, at the moment, um, I'm I'm more suited to short format cricket. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a secret. Um, but I'm also trying to develop my Red Bull game, and um, I understand there's no rush, but obviously, I want to play for England as um, as much as I can. But um, I'm like I said before, trying to improve to a point where uh, I'm just playing in every game and every format. That's um, that's where I want to get to, um, and you know, hopefully I can I can stay injury free and get there. Mason, top man. Um, really appreciate your time today. Um, hopefully we do get some cricket this se- this season. Uh, if we do, all the best. Thank you very much. Cheers. So Neil Kagram, cricket last always. Mason Crane. Thank you.